I um, know what's about to take place this fall um, as far as uh, what God's about to bring to the house. I've got little glimpses of it, little things that God's been sharing with me in prayer. And so I've been talking about faith. I'm calling it next level faith because it's a gift of faith. In other words, faith to faith, glory to glory. We're going to have to believe on another level that what he's about to do is possible. I got things I want to share in just a moment I think is going to really bless you and minister to you to build your faith, including the word, but also a couple little testimonies. But um, I want us to be prepared. This, what you're seeing that just happened today, is just normal church. It really is the way church should be. It's not like we missed it in times of old as we've been here for 19 years. It's not because we missed anything. But again, faith to faith, glory to glory, it's a part of our journey and our understanding of what God really wants to do. I grieved. when I start, It's interesting how you're so happy about when the ministry begins to operate in such a level of um, anointing and his presence and signs, wonders, and miracles. I get excited, but also I get grieved like, Lord, did we miss you? Shouldn't we have been done, doing this years ago? Because we've been so soul-driven, and we're never going to stop being soul-driven going after your lost friends and, and, and relatives, always going to be the hallmark of this church. But he then began, he began since then began to tell me about his people and that they need to be restored. And I've fallen in love more with God's people than I ever have in my entire life. And um, I've always been married to, the, almost married to the, 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 the lost people, you know, that need Jesus the most. And so it's interesting how God turns that. So I kind of grieved a little bit, like, oh, God, God, we miss it, do we miss it? And he said, son, you didn't miss it. It's just what I'm doing right now. So in other words, you can't really get the, 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 the cart in front of the horse. You have to let God lead this thing, and this is what he's doing in the earth right now. My sister mentioned a moment ago and prophesied to us, it's not just us, it's many, many others. You're going to hear about it um, without a doubt. But I think that we play a, a major role here in the city and in leading this, and um, I'm excited to be able to be a part of it. I hope you are too. So we're going to need our faith to climb up to another level um, to really see God not only just do something powerful but to sustain what he wants to do. Um, Thursday night, I shared this. Uh, Damatis is a member of our, our ministry and I called people up there having trouble with ears on Thursday night. And so we had people come up for different, myriad of different things. One of them was ears. She was standing right over there. And I'll, I'll never forget it. She was standing right over there. And um, I said, I said, listen, God's, God's now touching your ears, and you're going to start to hear your ear pop. Don't be alarmed. That's God fixing the problem, okay? said it just like that. She wrote me, and, and then I talked to her since. She said, Pastor, for 10 years I had a problem with my left ear to where I couldn't hear very well out of it, and the only way I really heard was like it like, sounded like a tin can, like the vo voices were going through a tin can. And she said, it was so troublesome. And, and she says, we called out ears. I thought, tonight's my night. And she came up and she said, just right before you said about the ears popping, she said, seconds before you said it, seconds. She said, all of a sudden my ear went pop, pop. And she said, and it began to open up. And then you said, you're going to feel your ears pop. Just know that's God fixing the problem. I started rejoicing. She said, my ear is so much better. And then Thursday, she gave us the update. And I said, I, I, she was sitting back there. I said, Damatis, how's your ear doing? She goes, it's now 100%. I can hear as good out of this ear as I can out of this ear. Come on, somebody. So, 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 so that's what God's doing. So anyways, um, Sabrina uh, Northern, she brought a friend. This is a few Sundays ago. I told the story on Thursday. I'm going to tell it again today. 
and brought a friend with her and um, just brought her to the church, you know, struggling, whatever she was dealing with. And I'll never forget she was standing over here because her eyes were big as saucers. You know when people are not used to church, their eyes get real big, you know. And so I saw her as I was moving back and forth a couple times, and I was over here. I want to tell you how the gift of faith operates because when the gift of faith, that next level of faith begins to operate, you know, it takes you to a prophetic level. It's almost like you step into another zone altogether. And you're going to find you're going to say stuff that you don't even know why you're saying it, and it's going to come up out of your spirit. And that's when you know it's good. So I'm, I'm over here, and I look over, I see her again, and I'm compelled, and I take my finger, and I'm, I'm walking all the way over to her over here. And I said these words, I know you, I know you. And I remember saying it going, you liar, you don't know her. I had never seen her before in my entire life. But I know, I, fe- I felt authority, so I just went with it. You know, you just gotta go with it. I'm like, I'm in it now, I know you. She went like this, and I said, I said, and you've got cancer and God's gonna heal it. And she went like this to me, and then she went, shh, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. She was freaked out to let anybody know what was going on. Well, Sabrina hadn't heard what I said to her. She's the one who brought her. She just came over to help her, kind of calm her down a little bit. And I came over to pray for her. And I'm praying about a physical need in her body. I'm just praying, I curse this thing in your body. I command it to come out in the name of Jesus. She falls down like a sack of potatoes. She's bawling like a baby. And Sabrina the whole time is going, why is he praying about a physical need? She's healthy. She's, she's 30 years old. She's totally healthy. And so she gets off the floor. We go on with business, blah, 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 right? They get in the car. And I'm making a longer story short. They get in the car and start talking about it. And, and she said, she said, look, she said, I, she says, I didn't tell anybody what was going on with me. She said, I didn't tell you, who was my best friend, and I didn't tell my parents. I, nobody knew, but I got back from the doctor, and they said, I've got cancer, and it's in my lymph nodes. And I, I don't know if it was you that suggested for her to go back or whoever, how that happened, go back to the doctor. I'm not sure how that worked. But she ended up going back to the doctor, came back from the doctor with the report, all the cancers out of her body. Come on, somebody. You know, God, you ought to shout like you're the next one in line for a miracle. Come on. And I don't say that to puff myself up. I was ignorant, didn't know, didn't have a clue, felt bad that I lied. Come on, somebody. I was like, oh no, what did they just do? But you know what I found out? It wasn't me saying, I know you. It was God saying, I know you. And I know your problem. God knows you and God knows your problem. Hallelujah. Church, everybody wants the benefits of faith, but they don't want to take the time to understand the policy. What's in the policy? Let me make this statement. You cannot have the fruit without the root. The production of the tree is only as good as its root. It's not what's above the, it's not what's above the ground that you can see how beautiful the tree is, how wonderful the limbs are, and the, and the leaves that are even the buds in the tree, and how wonderful that is. It's what nobody can see that lies beneath the surface called the root system that supplies the nutrients and the moisture for the tree to survive. What can't be seen becomes more powerful than what you can see, and that's your faith. While we don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are tempted 
temporary, but the things which are not seen, help me, somebody, are eternal. Faith brings the eternal realm, brings the spirit realm into your life. And just because nobody else can see it, don't mean it ain't going to happen, honey. If God gave you a word, stay on your word. Don't let nobody rob your word. How? By faith. And I'm talking about a next level crazy. I don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care how I look. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care. I'm a 15 time loser. God's got my back because he gave me a promise and he's a promise keeping God. If I'll just, if I'll just, if I'll just hang on to my faith. Come on somebody. Here's the deal. If Jesus is not at the center of your life, listen to me, church. And he being the vine and you being the branches, how will you ever produce the fruit you're looking for? I want this church to grow up and mature and realize that Jesus must be everything to you at the very center of your life. And if he's not there, as a believer, you will not have fruit. And a fruitless life is a frustrated life, man. How many more years can you stay frustrated? And then you're blaming God for stuff he ain't doing. You can't have 100% of time on Netflix and 100% of time in the presence of God. You're going to have to make a decision. Come on, somebody. We have a move of God that's happening here at the church. But if we don't operate in the next level faith, we won't sustain what God's actually doing and what he wants to do. And let me tell you something. Prayer is the most essential part of any revival. I put a little post out there. What's the cost of revival? You know what the cost of revival is? It's simple. It's your time. T-I-M-E. And if you don't give your time to God, I don't care how much you hope for something to happen, it just ain't going to happen. Does he have your time? Can you give God your time? Where? In the secret place. Where's the secret? Whatever you choose it to be. Could be your car, your backyard, on your walk. It could be wherever, wherever you, your basement, your, a little room in your house, wherever. But it's a secret thing. And that secret place the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus said, when you go into your room and you go in there, shut your door. And when you get in there, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you how? Openly. So whatever you do with him there is what God will manifest out there. That was a good place to shout. Whatever you do, Behind closed door with God, God will do publicly in your life. That's the secret. Come on, somebody. The secret place is the place of secrets. It's where God reveals his secrets to you. And he said in Amos, I can do nothing unless I reveal my secrets to my servants, the prophet. I'm telling you, he can't do for your life. He can't bring the fruit in your life till you get alone with him. And that takes faith to pray to a God you can't see, but you know he's alive. And Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which he reveals belongs to us, his servants. I want to know his secrets, his strategy. 
I, I don't want him to keep it from me. And the moment he reveals it to me, I got it. It's mine. I take ownership of it. I now have dominion there and authority there. Tonight, we're going to meet at 555. I wonder how many warriors are going to show up. Now, I know you got barbecues to go to. And I know you got a lunch to go to. And I know you got family to go to. And I get all that kind of stuff. But who's going to show up tonight with me and pray and walk in the spirit for one hour? Because our time... Our time is more precious with him than it is with anyone else or anybody else. I had people come to me and said, Pastor, we are, there was an event for our family they were going to do, but we changed our plans because we can't, we, we're coming to prayer. We're, gonna, we're, come, we're coming to prayer. And people are getting hungry to pray. Last week I was in prayer because everything happens in prayer. And I, 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 I've been so spoiled lately. I've been so spoiled. to, to be, Anybody got, can give me five more minutes today. Just give me some time. Can I, can I just do what I want to do? And we'll be out of here. So I'm praying, and I've been so fortunate. He, he's, been, he's been coming to me, you know. I've been having wonderful encounters with the king in this place. And so uh, I came in last week, and I didn't have that, you know, that special encounter. Now, I've been doing this a long time, you know, so I know that I don't have to feel it. And I was fine with that. I would have walked out of here just perfectly fine with that. But I felt like I was going to press in. Let me press in just a little bit more. So I, I was here for a little over an hour, and it was great. His presence was wonderful, but not that encounter. So I sat there with Miss Carol, Carol is. I sat there in the front row, and I just began to worship the Lord. I began to worship him, and, and as I'm worshiping him, I feel the presence of the Lord really getting strong on me. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I have a vision, and I saw a river, and Pastor Barb preached it, this, or prophesied this morning. I saw a river flowing from that side of the building up this altar and out that side over there, almost like it made a curve. And it was a mighty river, almost as if the front uh, pew, or chairs rather, and the front of the stage were the banks. And this mighty river flowing. I went, oh, I took my brother's, oh my God. I saw, I, I, I got a, I mean, a snapshot, like a glimpse of it. And when I saw the, 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 the glory of God came on me, he just came on, clothed me. And I knew that what I saw was real. And as soon as he came on me, I felt, you can call me crazy. I don't care. I guess I might be. I don't care. But I felt the current of that river flow, flowing past me. I felt it. Oh, man, you know, I lost it then. I was just about, I'm just trying to teach you something. I was just about to walk out of the room thinking, God, you know, it's not a very special prayer night tonight. It's usually in that moment, if you just take a little extra time and press it just a little more, boom. And when I saw the river and I felt the current, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's my river flowing from my throne into this church. And he said, it's a river of salvation. It's a river of healing. It's a river of deliverance and a river of restoration. All we got to do is get them out there into this place. And I'm talking about a presence ministry when they walk in before the band ever strikes up, before the countdown clock ever happens, while they come in this place early and they sit in the presence of God, that God begins to meet them and what they're dealing with, God begins to talk to them and there's like a, a bubbling of the spirit of God in this place, a flowing a, like a river in this place and they begin to be touched by God before the band ever sings one song, before the preacher gets up and talks about anything. My preaching right or what? Woo! Why don't next week we just order lunch in and we'll just stay here for a long time and, and so let's break for about 10 minutes and come back in here and get some more word. That's how I feel. Colossians 1, verse 17. Let's take a look at this. And he, God, Jesus, is before 
all things. Get that in your spirit. And in him, all things consist. How do you know you got Christ at the center of your life when you can say he's before all things? And with my life, all things consist in him. God is the head honcho. Come on, somebody. He gave his son. His son is the head honcho of you and me. And he is alpha and omega, which means God has the ability to start from the end and work his way back to the beginning. That way he knew what was going to happen today before you got to today. He knew it was going to happen tomorrow before you get to tomorrow. Come on, somebody. And has already revealed, he's already beginning to make preparation. He already made preparation before you ever got there. And in him, all things consist, which means, consist means to hold everything together. That's why you give God all the praise. Come on. Why? Because if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have held yourself together. Ain't no way you had that kind of ability. Come on, you should have been dead a long time ago. God held everything, held your family together. God holds things together. Amen. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. My way of saying it, Jesus is the star of the show. And when we worship him, I'm glad, grateful, Marty and Pito, that we have great musicians and singers. But I ain't here to worship you all. And even though you look cute and you got look your Sunday best and you got smiles on, I'm thankful for all that stuff because that's necessary. But I, I'm not here to be moved by, oh, they sing, ooh, they sing that good. I got a goosebump. Oh, I got a goosebump. I, I, I lose them. I'm, I'm lost. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Now all of a sudden, Jesus becomes the center of everything in my life. And all the praise and all the glory belongs to him. I feel him right now. He likes to get that kind of praise and glory. The, the, first, he's, the Bible says he's the first born from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Preeminence speaks of royalty. So a king, you see a king, yes, your eminence. No, your eminence. But Jesus is preeminence, which means he's before all other eminences. He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. Come on, y'all. That's why tonight, when we get together at 555, we're going to bring down the powers of principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Why? Because he is eminent above them. He's preeminent that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Woo! Come on. Look, most people come to church for the wrong reasons. It's because they are not grounded in Christ. And they don't recognize who he is. And we found out, we, we talked about carriers of the glory on Thursday night. And I'm going to go into it a second time for a second phase of that on, on this Thursday. Carriers of the glory. And glory in the New Testament means th to recognize who someone is. And when you don't recognize who someone is, he can't give you what you need. My God shall supply all my needs. Watch this. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If I don't recognize who Jesus is in my life and who Jesus is to my life, I can't receive the supply that I need. It's not a magical potion. It's a relationship he's after. And it gives him all the glory because he's what? He's preeminent. 
And if you don't recognize who he is, you'll bail at the first sign of trouble. Said the first service, oh, you my ride or die. You my ride or die or ride. What is it called, ride or die? Don't need to tell me that stuff. Just be around 10 years from now. I got your back. We'll see. You know how people have told me that? They have my back all right. They had a knife in it. Backstabbers. I don't live for that. But I love it when people are just faithful. And just show up. And there they are, man. They really got your back. Ride or die. You're ride or die. First sign of trouble, people bailing out of windows and car doors and everything else. Trying to get out of the trouble. Trying to get out of the line of fire. Look, when it comes to church, people are more interested in the music than they are the ministry. People are more interested in the style than they are the spirit. People are more interested in the program than they are his presence. People are more interested in what they can get than what they can actually give. It shouldn't matter if I'm up here preaching or not. It shouldn't matter if I take three weeks off because I need a break. I just need a break. I just need a break. Pray for me. I need a break. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I don't need no break. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Really. But if I ever had to do that, this church shouldn't miss a beat. It shouldn't be, well, Pastor Pru is not here. I ain't coming. Why are you coming for me in the first place? I thought Jesus was the star of the show. Amen. Amen. He is preeminent. All right. It says, for it pleased the Father that in him, in, everybody say in him, that all the fullness should dwell. Everything you need is found in Jesus. For just a couple of minutes, I want to talk about the power of in this is where I'm praying and asking God to expand your thinking because he has so much in store for you and he's got bigger things in store for your life. Why? Because I believe that this is a moment of God's, I believe this is a chosen moment of time, Kairos, if you will, of destiny for God's people that you were birthed in the earth for just a time as this for the last day outpouring of God's spirit that was prophesied by, uh, by Joel and, and by uh, Peter uh, in the early church that was coming upon the earth where sons and daughters would prophesy. I'm talking about last day outpouring of God's spirit where heaven and earth are converging and we still got people at the same. We, here we got angels coming. We got the power of God showing up. We got signs and wonders happening. People getting saved and delivered and set free. And we still got people talking about, I wish they'd bring back that old song we used to sing. How come we change in the lobby? Why, why, why don't we have a choir? Let me tell you why, why we don't have a choir. Because we couldn't find people to be faithful enough to stay with it every week. And I ain't trying to have five people in the choir. See, you don't know. You don't understand. I'm looking for a fa few faithful men and women. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Don't blame me. Blame them, praise God. Amen. Talking about, you know, well, it seems like all you do is talk about money. You know why we talk about money in this church? Because you won't give. That's the problem. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. Cross your arms at me if you want to. I'm here to tell you, you're greedy. You're stealing from God's people and God's, and you want, you want to come here and eat up all the benefits and not give a red cent to nothing that's going on in this church. You tell me where that's right. You show me in the word of God where that's okay. A taker is not okay in God's book. Everybody's supposed to come together. All of us give. It's not the amount. It's the act of obedience that God says to do. Amen, somebody. I would love to stand up and go, guys, I can't do it this week. I can't take an offering. My God. I mean, we can't even spend what we got last month in this place. We got more than we need. We got three churches already built and ready to go. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, God's been good to us. You'd be like, what? I mean, you'd be excited about that, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. See, there's a reason why we do what we do, but that's not why we come to church. The destiny of God can only reach the capacity of your faith. In other words, your destiny can only go as far as your willingness to obey God and take him at his word. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. What do you believe? The word also says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, now to him who is able to do, he's able and he's a doing God exceedingly. That means to go beyond your supposed limitation. No matter what kind of limits it looks like, God goes beyond that. Abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works where? In us. That exceedingly and abundantly uh, that, 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 that can do, that ability works in us. So what about the power of him? We find it in Genesis chapter 111. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit, that tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. So God made it that everything had the ability to reproduce after itself. Every, uh, everything the tree is to become, everything the tree is to produce, Everything the tree is to be supplied with is in that tiny little seed. The seed knows what it's supposed to be. And that's why you must be born again. And if you're not born again, you cannot have access to exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Why? Because it's according to the power that works in us. And the power that works in us is the power of the Holy Ghost. So when you got born again, you gave your life to Jesus, the Holy Ghost came inside of you. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you're a walking power plant, dynamo, ready to go off at any moment, in any direction, knowing that God's going to bring to you if you'll just step out in faith. Bring to you whatever you need. Am I too loud? Is this okay? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Whew. Jesus. But as it is written, I hasn't seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Get that in your spirit. God has prepared. Alpha and he works from the end to the beginning before you got here. He already knew. <laughs> I'm trying to raise your faith. You still stuck. I don't know how God's going to do it. What are you talking about, God? You don't know how God. He's just going to do it because he already knows. He's already prepared. I'm going to buy the CD. Come on, this is good preaching right here. But God, watch this. That maybe it's true I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, or has entered the heart of man what God's prepared. But God has revealed them to us, how? Through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So we don't walk around in confusion. We got a power in us, the power of the Holy Ghost. And when we pray by faith, the Holy Spirit becomes your supernatural search engine, like a Google, but in the spirit. Come on, somebody. And all you got to do is ask. I can't get no help, only a little bit in the front row here. All you got to ask and you'll receive. If you seek, you find. If you knock, the door will be open. You're one click away from knowing what you got to do. 
So, so the practical truth found in Genesis chapter 111 is that God made everything with the ability to reproduce. That way there will never be lack or shortage. And where does God put that ability? He puts it in. He puts it in the seed, in the tree, in the fruit. He puts it, that ability in us by way of his spirit. Luke chapter 17, verse 20, the, Jesus said, now when he has, uh, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where, church? Is it where? Greater is he that is where? In us than he that is in the world. That's the principle. Whatever gets inside of you is greater than what's outside of you. And when you got Jesus in, I wish I could say it in tongues. When you got the Lord Jesus Christ as the center of your life on the inside of you, you are an overcomer. Greater is he. Everybody say that. Say, there's greatness in me. Remember, Jesus said, I and the Father will come and make our home, our abode in you. Touch your neighbor and say, this is the power of in. Touch your other neighbor and say, get in on this. Just get in on this. Amen. The woman who lost the silver coin, where did she lose it? She lost it in her house. She didn't know where it was, but she knew it was in the house. And all she had to do was be diligent, 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 faithful, faithful. Get up, get that light lit, get that light lit, get her broom out, start sweeping, sweeping and combing that place. And then when she found it, she had a great party, big party, and brought it. She said, my silver coin is back. I got it back. Where was it? It was inside the house the whole time. I'm preaching real good now. How about the woman with the creditors coming to take the sons away because she owed all that money and her husband went ahead and died on her. Come on, somebody. And the man of God said, what do you have in your house? I want to help fix the problem. What do you have in the house? She said, I ain't got nothing. That's always our first response. We ain't got nothing. I got nothing to give you, Lord. I got nothing I can say about the matter. I got nothing. Oh, but I do have a little oil in the house. Come on, in the cupboard. He said, get that oil. Now go borrow your vessels, not a, not a few. Get them in this house and start the pouring process. Get your credit card, get your, get your business card started, get your oil business going and start pouring it out by faith. And she did it one vessel, she did another vessel until all the vessels she had in the house were full and sold them all and paid off her debt and lived on the rest. And the miracle started where? In her house. Your miracle's not far away. It's in you. Moses didn't know what to do, had, all the, had borrowed all that silver and gold from the Egypt, went out to the wilderness to go ahead and worship the Lord, and, and they were going to be set free. And, and here comes Pharaoh and the army to come and take them back and take back all that money too. And, 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 and Moses said, what am I supposed to do about this? I don't know what to do. God said, what's in your hand? He said, I got a stick, man. I got a staff. He said, then take that thing that's in your hand and separate those waters. And you and Israel go ahead and walk on dry ground. He said, all right. He separates the water. Two big walls. They go crossing. Come on, somebody. They're walking on dry ground. But here comes Pharaoh and their armies to come back and take them back. They're in debt over their eyeballs. And now here comes Pharaoh to come get them. And the water waters come crashing down and kills Pharaoh and takes out the people of God's debt once and for all. What did he say? What's in your hand? What's in your hand? 